Welcome to Stirring the Pot, a conversation among girlfriends mixed in flavors and perspectives. This is Jeanette. I'm Carmen. This is Brittany. What's up? This is Jasmine. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode four. Episode hey. three. Hey, y'all. Hey. What's up? Hey, hey. Girl. Hey, hey, How hey. Well, we didn't want to keep y'all waiting too long since we've been, you know, intermittently submitting um, or posting our (laughs) podcast. So we definitely wanted to come in and talk to you all about some really important topics. We've been doing, um, you know, our kikis and talking about vacays and all these important things as well in terms of who we are. But there are other elements and dimensions to us. So definitely this is these are important topics we're about to get into. Absolutely. Um, So let me start off by saying um, Brianna Taylor, who is going to be the focus of part of our conversation. She was a daughter, a granddaughter, a friend, a girlfriend, uh, an EMT. Um, she had dreams and aspirations, um, but most importantly, she's a human being. She was right. murdered on March 13th, 2020 by Louisville police officers. And after 194 days, an indictment was levied against not the three officers who contributed to her murder, but one and not mm-hmm. for her murder but for shooting into a wall and endangering the lives of her neighbors. Um, so, right. <laughs> so a wall, right? So a wall yeah. got more justice than a black woman. Right. But unfortunately, we know that's nothing new, right? Right. So one quick quote I just want to put out there first is, um, as Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And we have to screen that from the rooftops because just as much as it was relevant Mm -hmm. then, it's relevant now. Um, And before we get started, I just want to tell y'all that I love you. I see you. I I value you. um, And I'm grateful for your life because I don't take it for granted, not in this country. So my first question and most important right now is how y'all holding up? (sighs) It's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Really, honestly, just this year has just been so heavy. And then, of course, adding uh the black lives matter movement and all of the you know the police brutality and the killings and stuff on top of that has just been um very hard to um to stay focused on you know work and your zoom calls and (laughs) all of these Uh all of these different things that that matter and so that's that's the the trauma of the world and then you add on top of it like you know just personal things that go on in your life as well so it's just been it's just been a very heavy a heavy year but um but uh yeah so that's that's what's going on for me um yeah same same i think one of the things that continues to pop up on social media and resonates is showing up and still showing up at 100 percent when you're depleted so much right Right. Mm -hmm. um and i think having a work environment that is receptive and understanding but also transparent is very helpful unfortunately many of us do not right now many of us do not have black female mentors many of us do not have black male mentors many of us may not um report to a person whether black or not that is going to bring this up uh Mm -hmm. bring the current uh, societal situations up in a very clear and transparent way, right? Right. I know we joke about it, but the whole uh, 
you know, Zoom calls. Hey, how's everybody? What are you doing for the right. weekend? Well, not know, good. Right now. Right. Not good. <laughs> right. Right. I'm actually right. Um, crying. So, right. what, what so exactly? I'm not even on the screen right now. I'm not no. even on the screen if you see my name. <laughs> right. So for me, I know right. I'm very, this is, I'm highly emotional. Like, I mean, I come off yeah. that way, but I'm very, very an emotional person. And so very empathetic in nature. And so oftentimes when I see things, you do have to take a step back. For me, I know I have to sometimes take a break. I know, Jeanette, mm -hmm. you be all in and 100%, right. like you're digging in, like you are fighting, like ready for the match. And as much as my whole person is there, I have to protect myself in that way too. And look at how much interaction I have with, the, with that type of media. What what solutions can I do personally for myself, for those in my circle, to make things just a little bit better? It doesn't take away for those that have lost their lives, but how do I continue to be, you know, to show up? I can't right. say it 100%, but to show up. Right, to show up, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, this is like duly traumatic, aside from the fact that this could happen to any of us at any moment, and the fact that we have to continue on business as usual, like you said, I just... I think about the fact this perfectionism that even within this society that we have to show up at times 100, right, in any setting that we have on top of the additional traumas that are happening in the world, on top of the pandemic, on top of everything else. So we we don't have the luxury of just of being, being able to sit in our pain um, and that even beyond all of this, even before all of this was as trans as open to the public and for people to pay attention to, we have to be perfect at work anyway, right? We have to go above and beyond at work anyway. And then you layer these pieces on top and everyone else is like, what's wrong? What's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. So that, right. it just feels, it just feels extra mean, right? And extra mm -hmm. evil that we have mm -hmm. to deal with this on top mm -hmm. of everything else. It's that narrative of strong black woman. That's yes. what I was about to say. I was about to say, because we have it. to still show up as strong and taking care of and showing up for everyone <laughs> so and being emotionally available and being okay and sitting in those emotions and i know i'm not one and obviously this has taken time <laughs> for me to be secure and um in this space to share with my with my supervisor with my manager mm -hmm. or even with my coworkers or employees yes. to say you know what i need i'm gonna take a mental health day and, yes. to be there, and mm -hmm. for that to be okay and for that to also be normal and, and a place of normalcy within your work environment um, and you know the times in which I've shared those things which obviously are intimate it's going to look different for everyone it's right. been highly receptive I'm, yeah. I can, you know hearing responses from those that you work with or work for and for them to say you know what I completely understand take the time that you need yeah. because I mentioned it before like in an IG story but whenever we see these stories or hear these stories we see ourselves. we see our friends mm -hmm. we see our family our sister mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's indicative of our you know of black culture I you know so. because we mm -hmm. have the that communal, village mentality the village. Right. Yeah. exactly right it sure takes a village like all of those things that we hear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like that is part of who we are and so yeah. you know again like you said you know uh Jeanette when you see Brianna you see a sister like you see someone like I, and those are things that are on Instagram and social media right now like that's sis like Brianna feels like sis like she like she probably was that right. dope girl right like that dope right because you, you saw the tweet she was like 20 2020 gonna be my year and of course you know <laughs> you know we can all relate to that like you know it's absolutely she was very very much your friend your homegirl mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah Britt how you feeling sad 
Don't, yeah. You don't talk about this. Yeah. It's hard for her. And you I know, understand. you, you I know, I am not, I'm not into the news. I'm not, I don't yeah. watch anything that has anything to do with that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, um, that's real. I mean, I do my part. It's, you know, I'm on social media, so I'm sharing and reposting what yeah, I can, yeah. but I cannot articles, you I'm know. Happy. Yes. news releases press i cannot get into it no, that's, real. that's real that's so with with um the situation right and Jeanette gave us a really great synopsis she's perfect mm-hmm. um and i see <laughs> this is her life this is her life this is her i wish it wasn't i know i know i know right. so with right. all being single black women we live alone I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if this resonated with you, but the fact that it, I mean, who do we have to protect us in our home environment? And if we, you know, and so for me, you know, I saw kind of myself in that situation and even mm-hmm. living alone. I mean, the things that I take in consideration are, is it safe? Do I feel safe in this environment? Absolutely. I'm a single woman, you know, who are my neighbors? I'm thinking about all these things in order to protect myself. Okay. And we think that we've made these right decisions. And then here it is. She as a black woman cannot sleep in peace. That she is mind blowing. She can't even go to sleep. That is mind blowing. When she's, a, I mean, not that this had anything to do with it, but an essential worker during this time, like doing real work for the people, and she's not even protected by quote unquote essential workers. I guess. So like that. <laughs> sorry. I mean, yeah. so one of the things we always talk about is like protecting black women right mm-hmm. um when we're so often protecting everyone else mm-hmm. who, who then becomes our um protector and you know obviously there are people in our lives that we assume are protectors for ourselves as individuals but as a collective as a society as in the, as um goodness i can't even think right now Mm-hmm. Well, Malcolm X said, I mean, the most disrespected person in society was and still is and probably forever will be the yes. black woman. And, yes. and that's and that's the thing about that quote, though. It wasn't meant to be for us to take ownership of that. Like, no. and for us to just, it was a call to action. Exactly. It, was, yes. it was, how yes. do we, how do we press or push this forward? And how do we love our women? How do we protect them? How do we provide for them? How do we show up as the kings that they claim to be, that we <laughs> want them to be? <laughs> that they're supposed how to be. Do you, how queens, do you show up right? in that space? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so I've been having that conversation with quite a few of, you know, my friends and different things like that, homeboys, girl, you know, girlfriends, just all alike. And the conversation has really been, um, awkward for some mm-hmm. and, um, and accepting from others of like, you know, it's more of like, you know, we need to protect each other versus you know i understand it's the all lives matter it's 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 we already do it we already do it no that's the thing so when other people say well we need to protect each other as humans we need to protect each other as like black men black women need to continue to protect black men but that's not what we're talking about correct to me that is an all lives matter situation and for argument for you yeah an argument so for you to come back and say that it's like you know you're right but that's not what we're talking about right i and and i guess you know and like i said in those conversations i can 
I can empathize with people that I've been conversing with, but of course it definitely is. We're talking about specifically the overall protection of black women on multiple layers. And we're not talking about, you know, individually like, okay, I can see how you protect your family or you protect me as your friend or mm -hmm. whatever. But a lot of times, you know, in those conversations with black men, they have had experiences where they haven't been protected by black women. So it becomes a, a tear in a riff in the conversation of like this is where I was done wrong and so mm -hmm. I think that's not that, what we're talking about right? absolutely absolutely so and we're not going to progress if that's right is the, if that and is so that's what I'm saying it, you have to right. you have to We've press through that that layer in order yeah. to get to push the conversation well, that's just like, with some people right and that to me that shows up anywhere in any type of individual versus societal yeah. um like conversation or debate right. right to say well honestly i don't like x y and z people because this one person did x right. y and z to me so to me no, like is that a reason for it no we gotta dig a little bit deeper what does this truly mean as a society how do we protect black women and, and obvious i think we go first to um put the onus on black men because we see that as a society black men and women i mean we're together we, we, have, up together. we have that expectation yeah. but it's yeah. not just black men right all it's white people. women, it's white men, it's yes. Asian, like it's, it's everyone. And so, mm -hmm. you know, do we, do we ever, and just, you know, talking, do we ever talk about that space too? Because, I go ahead, I'm sorry. No, just one last thing. I was having a conversation and it came up with, you know, when I see, I, I, I was having a conversation with a, a guy friend of mine. And so one of the things he said, you know, when I see a black woman being disrespected, I first immediately think of like my mother or my sister. So they have that point of reference. If you don't have that point of reference, then maybe it's, it's harder for you to see yourself in that position. Right. And so for them taking that, risk you know for example that he gave an example like he was at a grocery store a black woman was being extremely disrespected by a cashier like really really rude calling her out her name just really being out of line he saw other people around just kind of watching it right mm -hmm. so he came up and he mm -hmm. said something at that moment he puts himself at risk essentially for a stranger because yeah, mm -hmm. that person could have went back out to his car he could have did something he could have retaliated against Absolutely. him but you know in that moment he saw more than just a stranger Come on. you know in that right. space, he saw right. his mother he saw his sister and he stood in that space and so i right. tell that story to pose the question you know what is the true expectation in an ideal space an ideal world what does this look like um are there layers to protecting um black women when we say oh. that and, and oh, what I what do we expect because i think that's a really kind of you know very broad question to ask but i think people are looking for that answer Absolutely. I think it's twofold. I think it comes from a, um, you know, of course, you know, like you think of like a father figure or something like that, but then you also go into like your friendships. Like I know we've had conversations before where we can say, where we can say, where we can see how our guy friends protect us, but necessarily we don't always feel a hundred percent protected in intimate spaces, like in those intimate moments of like, you know, with somebody that we're getting to know or that we're dating or that we're whatever. So that think that of course it is multi-layered, but, um, but yeah, it, I mean, we, I can, I have so many thoughts, but go ahead. I'm gonna let somebody else talk. <laughs> Do we expect black men to be in these situations? Cause that's what it comes down to, right? 
protect yourself, protect someone else. Like you have to have tear in between this selfishness and this selflessness for a for potentially strangers, right? And, and protection is not only physical, but it's right. like, it's you know it's protecting us with your words because like I think I don't know mm -hmm. if anybody has seen the whole. Mm -hmm. um, there was like an interview that a dark skinned black girl did with some younger black boys of like who do you prefer to who who do you like to date? And they were like, yeah, them them white bitches where it's at. And I'm like, and like oh no. I don't like dark skinned girls because y'all got attitudes and y'all this and y'all right. who you want to date. Ugh. But it should not be at the detriment of, you know, like. Right. That's a whole nother conversation because honestly. <laughs> it is. That's but that's what I'm saying. That still goes into protection though. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't protect me in that space, I don't care who you date because nine times out of 10, I don't want you anyway. Eleven out of 10. I, I don't that. want you. <laughs> but, but so it, and that's what I said, protection is so multi-layered and it's so stacked within, you know, our community, whether you're talking about colorism and all, like just mm -hmm. all of these different things are our protection or the lack thereof that, that we don't necessarily get. And um, what you were saying earlier, as far as, um, you know, it's everybody that doesn't protect black women, but I think that we're because we're not protected by everybody else we are specifically we looking for in-house in-house protection, in protection. so yeah but so, go ahead somebody else say oh, so no i was I, I mean obviously there's so many thoughts so we could go on and on about this carmen it's just me and you talking that's okay first of all britney's not britney's not i know britney and so this is, I mean, this this not this my is lane. She's protecting herself, and we can only respect yeah. that. That's true. Um, true. True. But For sure. I, true. Gosh, I just lost. Um, I lost my thought. Uh, and I, I think you know it was around what black women. Oh, women, black women are nurturers. Mm -hmm. You know, um, innately we take care, we provide mm -hmm. care, and not to say that we can't do anything else, but um intuitively that's where we may find ourselves right? right just posing a question is it does it seem um more natural for us to take these positions of nurturing care and selflessness and protecting those around us as black women than potentially it does for black men which puts them in a society of you know a place in society where they don't have to nurture they don't have to care I don't know. And I'm again, I'm just kind of thinking, trying to think through this. Um, but is is this an element, like a psychosocial element that we don't take into account? Yeah, I'm, I yeah. think this obviously has a lot to do with how we socialize men and uh, masculinity in general and toxic masculinity. And we can right. go into a whole conversation about that. I think God made black women very, very special. Very. Um, mm. And so Absolutely. in that we are here to rescue, we have been rescuing whole nations. Listen, I know it's hard to, to like put us as the standard, but like that is where the standard hits. Right. And at the end of the day, when you see people being murdered, right? by those who are sworn to protect, at the end of the day, I don't have time for you to slowly figure it out and deal with your emotions. Get your body in front of, on the line, and do what we've been doing for you forever, for literally forever. And it goes to Carmen's point of it's beyond Black men, too. It is definitely them, and I see you know, why we put the emphasis on, on and the 
um, the call to action for them in particular. But we have been calling for everyone to do this. We think about the feminist movement uh -huh. where they completely left us out. Right. Uh, right. White women left us out. We think about just white men in general. You have all this power and privilege. It is time. And I think about my own situation yeah. where I had to ask my father, whom I love dearly and I know loves me dearly, I need you to say something. Like, mm -hmm. I need you right. to, with your words, to Jasmine's point, I need you to put yourself even slightly uh, social media like on okay. the line yeah. and I need you to, to protect your black daughter right so right. I think we and I've, I've even trained up my own supervisors like you need to say something right and now they're getting better at it and they're learning but that's part of the training up once again swooping in saving the day saving the this day the nation, the nation. right, right. <laughs> mm. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. but but I don't know if folks have more to say, but I do want to honor Brittany and her decision to take care of herself in this moment. Oh, and really, and speak to like, what are other things? Like that is one very, very tangible way that you can try to survive and in then, this moment. Right, but, but like, not even that. I think we do place a lot of emphasis on if it's not on social media, it isn't real and it's not happening. Right. I mean, we right. don't care. And I think that's, it, this is a this is a moment of that. That's right. Just because you're not posting all day and that's not everyone's, um, you know, that's not everyone's Mish. MO. It's not everyone's I mean, ministry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ministry, that's the word. She's like, you know, and I'm just candidly speaking, Jasmine says, I'm not posting all of what you post in Carmen. Everybody on my timeline posting the same thing. <laughs> I.e. everybody on her timeline black my time right. doesn't look like that so i'm right. posting right. you know so when, th when things like this happen i'm posting information i'm posting you know this is what we're going through this is what it looks like because those that view my timeline are those that i'm connected with on different social media platforms do not look like me and whereas we're being inundated with the, these messages all day they may not see it at right. all so it really doesn't become right. that it doesn't come real to them so that is something i right. know that i do but in hindsight, a perspective for Brittany, um, just because someone is not posting all day um, and they're not being vocal and, and on social media about it does not mean that they're not doing things outside Absolutely. of social media. Like we have to also realize that the world continues to exist outside of social media, parts of the world. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. But it is. It's not a post-it, post-it so you know it's real type of, <laughs> right. type of moment. Right, right, Absolutely. right, for sure. Pull up. But I will, I will say when Britney does post, though, I know we're talking about you. Like, when she does post, because she is selective, because you she know it's for real. Often, you I know she I know she's crying. <laughs> She's had enough. She's had enough. When Britney posts something, right. she's had enough. It means something. She's at her wits end. Yeah, as opposed to you and me, Carmen, who were like, it's just all day. People are like, okay, <laughs> scroll through. Uh, all right, Jeanette, we get it. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I'm and I, you know, one of the things, you know, during this time and obviously 2020 has been a very heavy year on multiple fronts, but as far as social issues and the murdering of black people, mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things I've seen and I've done even on Facebook is sharing um, sentiments from non-Black people that have posted on, you know, mm -hmm. on Facebook and sharing yeah. specifically their sentiments. So like your father, for example, Jeanette, reposting and sharing him, like this is from a, a white man 
Mm -hmm. A very white man with a black yes. family. <laughs> and this yes. is what he's sharing. I mean, same thing yeah. for people that we went to William Mary with, that I went to Emory with, for yep. people that my white coworkers. Like, I'm going to share their stories too because it all, you don't care what I say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're not mm -hmm. listening to what, us, what we're saying. Because um, so we've maybe, been saying it. And we've been saying it. So maybe if you hear from someone that looks like you, that talks like you, that speaks your language, it may resonate in some way, form, or fashion. But yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so how do you think that we push this conversation forward out of being just something that we sit with and um how do how do we press the, how do we push the conversation um and are we or is it just uh we go into a, a phase where we're like we need to protect ourselves if we don't feel protected and how do we take that time for ourselves to give ourselves the the self-care and the self-love that that we need i think um, i think it's a multi-pronged approach um one continue to hold people accountable yes right? the people that we know the people in our circle the when we use, what, what is it if you um see something say something mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we have to continue to do. We can't, you know, are we world changers us for? Yes. No. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, right. Absolutely. No, that's correct. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Yeah. Don't, don't say it around me. Do you know when I'm around that conversation or whatever you think your sentiments, if they're not pro-black women, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Get away from me. Um, <laughs> my mama called you sister soldier. <laughs> I'm just saying, you you got, they got to know, they have to know that, oh, snap. And then she was those prepared. Those she got a scarf on, they had wrapped and everything. She didn't I can't wait. No. I literally she, hate y'all. She did that. It's she okay. was ready, well, ready. But yeah, no, definitely <laughs> holding, um, holding people accountable, hold, holding the ones that are closest to us accountable. You have brothers, you have friends, you have uncles, you have fathers. I mean, I got a stepdad. I got a regular daddy. <laughs> um, I got step brothers, half brothers, full brothers, fake brothers. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that sounds like a Jill Scott song. I mean, we have people, black men in our lives in which we can continue to have the conversation with, educate, also see their perspective. I think it's important. We can't really right. talk to people and understand where people are coming from if we don't take the time to understand their perspective. Right. So we're only talking um, to each other. Yeah. All point. So we're going to have a part two with a male, huh? That's the goal. Mm -hmm. that's, okay. that's the goal. Yeah. Why she throwing it out there? Don't want to say nothing. But wanna just... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So no, we don't. I mean, y'all's perspectives and, you know, conversation was was great but <laughs> i mean no it, it would be interesting to hear from men it would be interesting no, of course i mean that's the yeah. goal right so that's yeah. one of the goals of our podcast is to continuously figure how we can integrate different perspectives within um what mm -hmm. we're talking about and so i think this would be a good kind of launch in doing that so absolutely Stay tuned. <laughs> if you're interested, shoot us an email, shoot us a DM, whatever, whatever. But, you know, really wanted to close out this segment, um, this episode with how we take care of ourselves, right? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we control what we can control. And what we can control is right. what we do um, to make sure that we're putting our, our fullest whole self out there so that we continue to not just survive, but also thrive given yes. um, circumstances, right? So right. what y'all do? How you take care of yourself? You already know what I do. I check out. <laughs> <laughs> and do me time. 
girl, I just need to get my life together, get my head together. So when you say check out, phone phone off. Oh, TV phone off always. Work day <laughs> stops. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no. it's a bottle of wine and my favorite shows for a full 24 hours. Come on. Okay. Sometimes okay. it's no social media. No texting. No Twitter? Yes. No Twitter. Yay. No big <laughs> No Girl, I can take a break. I can take a break. He wasn't ready. I love pampering too. I mean, oh yeah, you love getting your nails done, massages, facials. I mean, I think that's the wax, little waxing, all of that too. (laughs) That's the beauty of self care, and you know, I've done a couple of self care workshops over this time um, during Mm -hmm. the pandemic, and so one of the things I always share with folks is that self care is going to look different for the individual. And mm-hmm. someone else's self-care is not going to be the same as yours, whereas a bubble bath with candles is relaxing to one. Um, to the mother of three, that ain't cool. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to have... I'm not having my baby jump in the, uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> like, that is not self-care for me. Self-care for me may be going on a ride. <laughs> right. Like, That's literally true. getting in the car and riding and just being one and, uh-huh. and with my thoughts, you know? So right. I think, you know, the way someone takes care of themselves is going to be very individual. And then I saw a post and it was talking about self-care versus self-soothing. We have to make sure that whatever we're doing to take care of ourselves is not detrimental to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know at one point, especially when I was younger, self-care for me after something, um, tragic i.e. an exam was like going shopping and that's not okay <laughs> <laughs> right or, or eat, overeating eat. right yeah. yeah so how right. did, yeah what about Jeff? yeah i do drinking too much i think i think for me and especially like during this time of being in a pandemic and being forced to actually like sit down somewhere it's really months. um allowed me to see that my usual coping and self-care mechanisms are trash. Um, and ah, so it has, cause normally it would be like, okay, like you said, let me, let me go somewhere. Let me go out and spend this money or let me take a trip mm-hmm. or let me do something to avoid whatever it is that I hadn't gotten over. Like I just get past something and I never allowed myself to actually feel and sit in an emotion of a thing. And uh, so I think that that's been really important for me um, during this time to actually give myself the grace to mm-hmm. to feel my way through a thing and honoring those emotions. So, um, so I think that that that's for me, I'm not like a real like bath person or like, let me get this cup of wine or whatever. I will literally just go numb normally and i'll just push through um and so i'm learning not to to do that anymore that's good that's a good place Mm. yeah so yeah um so mine's pretty straightforward for the during particularly during the pandemic working out taking walks at the lake water to me is rejuvenating and has given me um just gives me a lot of life so there's a lake nearby i I like to go to and just kind of walk sometimes jog and uh collect my thoughts um definitely candles i love i have a love affair with candles quite expensive um thing but it does give put me in like a really peaceful mood um wine all day but Mm -hmm. trying new wines and just giving it's like a gift to myself um obviously tv i want to i want to check out too so as much as this is quote unquote my thing i promise you i do not sit and watch the news 24 7 i can't (laughs) i won't um but 
when things do go down, I am locked and loaded in there. Um, so anyways, just reading TV, trash TV, I don't care what it is. And just obviously being amongst friends. Yeah. That is life-giving for me. Yeah, for sure. One of the things- But you know, oh. you know you, go ahead, Carmen. No, 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 finish. I was just gonna say just randomly, you know, putting on clothes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I feel like I've been in pajamas and That's workout clothes. That's real. Girl, I got a little mascara on today. Yeah, put, <laughs> saw my lashes. Girl. <laughs> you know, putting on real clothes. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. Feel good, like, even if I don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was going to, um, I was just going to say, uh, one of the acronyms I share with folks is, is SPACE. And I got it from this uh, professor at Michigan uh, Victor Streeter, I don't want to take anybody's credit or work, but it That's is right. <laughs> it is an acronym, and it's um, and I tell people whenever you're not feeling yourself, whenever you're just kind of feeling out of it, take yourself to space. So S is sleeping, P is presence, so mindfulness. A is activity, physical activity. C is creativity, and E is eating well. And so if you take those five elements yeah. and you you assess right? You just do a quick assessment. Mm -hmm. What am I doing in these spaces? You know what? I'm not sleeping. I'm not being present. Like my mind's everywhere. You start making very tangible goals in those elements, Mm -hmm. right? So you say, you know what? I'm going to try to get to bed an hour earlier. Just that very, very small, tangible goals. And so I, you know, at this point, because I've been talking about it, space and and mindfulness um, and stress and stress management and self-care for the last three years, Mm I um, do it relatively quickly. Um, and so I know for a fact that for me during this time, physical activity has been, I mean, that's always my number one self-care. Whenever I'm feeling like crap, I'm about, I'm going to do some deadlifts, like very strange and weirdly. I will will start to move my body. I'm a hundred percent a believer in exercise as medicine because it truly Mm -hmm. is. I'm certified level two, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I believe that physical activity is healing nature as well. So getting outside, getting some vitamin D, there is a healing nature. There's a healing element in nature as well as water. So like Jeanette said, um, and for Mm -hmm. me, that has been, um, very healing and a part of my self-care regimen throughout this entire um, pandemic, honestly. Mm -hmm. Since March, we've been working out together, you know, faithfully, Monday through Friday, trying to get some things done on the weekend. Shout Um, out to the crew. Shout out to to Jasmine. (laughs) Jasmine was on this for a day or so. I was up there. <laughs> but, you know, on top of that, most times people don't tap into their creative space. Um, they don't tap yeah. into their creative brain. And, you know, it comes natural for me. I love all things creative. So, you know, when I'm stressing, sometimes self care looks like waking up early in the morning and painting just at 4 a.m. <laughs> and painting and relaxing and listening to music. I mean, mm-hmm. music is also healing. So yes. again, yeah. self-care looks different for some people. Um, but I think if anything, we have to continue to practice it. And what Jasmine said, I think was even more enlightening than our own examples was sitting in this space and understanding that you don't take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. what can I do? Mm-hmm to yeah. take care of the number one person in my life oh, outside of God. But, you know, <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> you know, you got to You got to take care of yourself. So, right. yeah, I, I really, really love y'all. I mean, you know, without so much relationships that I have have been very healing um, and a part of my own self-care, uh, having these healthy 
adult healthy, healthy adult relationships. relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the real thing. That's mm-hmm. the real thing. That's so many people lie. Yep. So if you're looking, um, we'll have applications for a friendship circle. For friendship. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> stay on that. No. Available. Link mm-hmm. in bio. Link in bio. <laughs> We're pretty great. We're pretty good. No, but all that says she's good. All jokes you got aside, all jokes aside, we are no new friends. No, no, no. We're gonna do this. You can't say what us. You cannot say what us. Yes, you can. But okay. Okay. You can. all jokes aside, no, no we're just no. joking. All jokes aside, we are gonna launch a, and I don't know when, but we are gonna do a wellness women's retreat. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. With nine thirty one, yes. created by Carmen. Butter on the track. <laughs> butter on the beat. Butter on the beat. Butter on the beat. And that was Jeanette. Who am I paying? Our, our sommelier. Jeanette. Who am I paying? Our sommelier, Jeanette. Okay. Like, what is my contribution? I like that. I can do that. So, yes. I'm, thinking, so. I'm, I, I'm excited for that. I don't know when it will be. I, I really am excited about that. Virtually, huh? When things calm down. No, when everything clears up. Oh. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, when everything Women's Wellness Retreat. Lots of planning, lots of planning. When did we say two years ago? Yes, we talked about this two years ago. It's in the making. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Great, this takes time. It's okay. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. By stirring the pot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, I love you all so much. Love Love y'all. Love you. Love you. I needed it. I needed it. This was awesome. It was. Yeah. And and be sure to, we're going to do a part two of this. We want to hear from our, our guys. So if you mm-hmm. can um, email us. Um, it, do we have the email? Is the email? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you could, <laughs> below, <laughs> you can contact us. You can DM us. I mean, it's easier. But you can also go to our website and email us. Um, our, web, our email is located on our website, too. Um, so reach out to us if this is something that you want to talk about, you'd be interested in. Yes. Thank y'all so much. We love you guys. Love y'all. Love love you. you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.